Good morning, everybody. It is great to see you here this Sunday morning. I hope you are doing well. All right. We're doing well. We're doing well. Hey, uh, how about a little bit of a round of applause for the people that lead us in uh, singing this morning? They do a great job. Um, every week they do a great job. So thankful for them and the time that they put in for the people that work um, not only up here singing, but those that help with our music and sound, our lights, everything there. And then with the people that are in the back with the children's ministry. We are so happy to have many different, many different people working together here that uh, bring the ministry together, and hopefully hopefully it works and serves as an encouragement to you each week when you are here. I, I pray that that is the case, that you are encouraged as, you, as we join together today. Um, the one thing I do think about, and I, I would encourage you to um, use the baby bottles, read I Think This Every Week, and it's probably one that you should just keep your mouth shut, but um, cryptocurrency, do they accept crypto as well? I guess we'll have to reach out and find out with that one. But uh, anyway, hey, uh, it is great to be here, and we are talking about this idea of crazy faith. Uh, we are week three, week three of crazy faith. I, I hope that you are excited to be a part of this uh, series, and I hope you have enjoyed the, enjoyed the first two parts of the series. But we believe that there is a faith that God is working and that God is building in your life. Uh, we, we, as we read that, as we read that bumper coming in there, the storms in life, there's one thing that each one of us knows that if you're in a storm right now, all right, that storm will pass, all right, God will bring you through that. If you are not in the storm right now, it probably means that you have come out of one or that you may be headed into one. Why? Because we're aware that the storms of life arise. They come, and, and we need to have faith. We need to respond in God-like manner with God-like faith in the midst of difficulties, but it's not always easy, right? Um, sometimes this thing that we call the Christian life, this walk that we call the Christian life is difficult, and yet God calls us to have faith, and that is what we want to look at. That is what we want to be encouraged by throughout this series and uh, this morning along the lines of of this series. Week one, we talked about Jesus and about what amazed him. And what was it that amazed him? There's two times in the, in the Gospels that say that he was amazed. And one of those times, week one, we looked at this, it was when a Roman centurion, not one of the Jewish followers that should have been looking for the Messiah, but rather a Roman centurion who had faith that God could heal, all right, even without being present. And, and, uh, and our text tells us that Jesus was amazed, and he was amazed at the man's faith. There's another time in the New Testament that we're told that Jesus was amazed, and it's something similar. It was about faith, but it was the lack of faith. It was in his hometown where people looked around, and they saw him, well, hang on, isn't that just, isn't that Jesus? That's Mary's son. We all know the story about Mary's son, right? Uh, and, they, and they weren't, and what does the text tells us there? He was amazed at their lack of faith. So what about you and I? How are we doing in our faith? Last week, Pastor Josh came and spoke, and he spoke about baby faith and the idea that if we just have seed, as, uh, if we have faith as small as a mustard seed, our faith can grow. Hopefully we get back to this later, but I'll, I'll just let you know, um, I haven't had candy up here in a while. So yeah, I brought candy this morning, maybe later, all right, if you behave right? We'll see. 
I'll, I'll just let you know. First service, they made me mad, and I literally told Reed, pull it back, don't give it to him. Reed's a softy, he let him have it anyway. I blame him anyway. I'll blame, I'll blame him for it. But anyway, so, so if we, we, we brought candy. I haven't had it in a few weeks, so I thought, well, we'll bring that along. Hopefully, if I remember later, if my mind works, we can pull, no, no chance. Um, we can pull that back together, and we'll, and we'll talk about a little bit of candy even this morning. But what do we do when it comes to faith? How, how do we do? How, how do we do? Is our faith growing, right? Are we content with faith that we trusted in Jesus Christ to save me from my sins? Therefore, my biggest problem is taken care of, and that was, that was eternity without God, eternity separated from God, eternity in hell. Am I content that that's my faith? And, and as long as I have that, that's good enough for me, and I'm, I'm good. I think Jesus would have encouraged his disciples that they were to have faith in more than just their eternal destination, where they would spend eternity. What faith, all right? It, it takes faith for us to, to trust in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But you're not in control of when you die. You're not in control of your eternity anyway. So what was your alternative? When faced with death without God or eternity with God, your alternative was you're pretty smart people and you said, hmm, I will take God if you are a follower of Jesus Christ. If you are not a follower of Jesus Christ this morning, that is what you're kicking around. You're still wondering, is this God thing true? Is it worthy of my faith? Is it worthy of me putting my trust, my hope in him? But when it comes to every day, when it comes to our everyday living, do we have faith that we are willing to step out and walk and follow God? Crazy faith, this is a definition that we want to work with, with crazy faith. Crazy faith, thoughts and actions that may seem unreasonable, but trusting fully in what you cannot explicitly prove. What do we mean by that? Week one, I mentioned the idea. Crazy faith is building an ark, what? An ark in the middle of a desert in a dry land. That's crazy faith. And yet Noah built that ark. Who does that? Crazy faith is the prophet Elijah, if you are familiar with Elijah. Crazy faith is the prophet Elijah calling down fire from heaven, all right, when there are, th when there are hundreds of other prophets around him proclaiming to their God that, that, that he would accept their sacrif the sacrifice that they provided. And Elijah steps up and says, Lord, rain down fire on these individuals. Crazy faith is following God at some point in your life when nothing else seems to make sense. Why are you doing that? You see, crazy faith is the thoughts and actions that may seem unreasonable, but it's trusting fully in what, right? You cannot explicitly prove. The writer of Hebrews said it this way. He gave us this, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see, all right? Faith is confidence, all right? Confidence that there is something there. Faith is confidence that God will work. In this instance, what he's talking about, faith is confidence in that God will do what it is that he has said he will do. The problem is sometimes we get stuck back behind that. And week two, last week when Pastor Josh was here, was all about that baby faith, just maybe a little step forward, just maybe a small step forward. Maybe just the seed, maybe just the faith of that small mustard seed. This week, we want to progress a little bit further to what we've called maybe faith. Maybe faith? Maybe faith, right? Um, 
baby faith to maybe faith, all right? And what is maybe faith? Let me just explain to you maybe faith in this manner right here. Maybe faith is that idea that maybe God is calling you to do something. Maybe God would desire to use you in your life, in your situation, to reach out to the people around you. Maybe God would have it, and maybe God would have it you be the one to reach out to your community. Maybe God would have be the one to have you reach out to your neighbors. Maybe God has something in store for you. But maybe we are like a lot of people and we think that it's just a maybe. And maybe he doesn't. And maybe I'm not the right person. And maybe God should have called somebody else. And maybe there's another place. Maybe there's somebody else that will step up and do it. And maybe history is lined with individuals, names that we don't know because they never stepped out in faith and said, you know what, maybe that still small voice that I hear is God working in my life. Maybe God is ready to go to work in your life, in my life. You see, maybe faith is that faith that's going to take us and push us forward in our life. In your life and in my life, there are ways that God uses to grow our faith. Um, right here is just a handful of them. Think about this, practical teaching. There are teachers that have taught you that, have, that there is somewhere along the line that you can probably look back and say, you know what, this person made the gospel of Jesus Christ very clear, very understandable to me, and I put my trust in him. You see, there was somebody that taught, that made a change in your life. Maybe it was circumstances. Maybe there's a circumstance that came up in your life, and all of a sudden, when faced with trouble, when faced with distress, when faced with difficulty, you had no place else to turn. And God used that circumstance to grow your faith. Maybe it was a time when you decided, you know what, I am going to discipline myself to be somebody that is, that is founded, that is grounded in spiritual disciplines. And you started spending time in prayer for the first time. And it wasn't long, and they weren't fancy, and they weren't beautiful. They weren't the ones that we write down and hold on to. But they were your prayers, and it was you taking time, speaking to God, and suddenly your faith in God started to grow. Maybe it was because you took the Word of God and you started reading it on a regular basis, and as a result of that, you started to grow. Maybe, for some of us, it was that discipline when we started giving, Right? You know, Lord, I don't mind if you have a little bit of time Sunday morning. I don't mind if I give you a little bit of time. Plus, I have my version app. That makes it easy. And I don't mind praying a little bit, but you're cutting into my pocket. You're cutting into my money. And that cutting into the money, giving you money, might not allow me to be able to afford to watch the Mets and Yankees lose on a regular basis. I said that for my two individuals that apparently don't know how to dress when they come to church. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I can't help myself sometimes. I, I'm sorry. But maybe, right? That money just cuts in, and, and, and maybe it was those times when suddenly you started giving and you realized that God was working in your life and you realized, wow, I, I didn't think that I'd have enough, and yet, God, if I discipline myself and give to you, I can bless others. Maybe, maybe it's 
through not only disciplines, maybe it's not only through circumstances, maybe it's not only through people, but maybe it's through service. Maybe there was a time in your life where there was an opportunity where somebody said, maybe you would be good for this ministry. Children's ministry? I'm certain it's not me. I'm certain it's, the, it's my wife. It's, it's my spouse. It's them down there. It's somebody else. Maybe you would be good for youth ministry. What? No way are we good for youth ministry. They do all night things. I can't do that, right? Maybe it's a mission trip someplace. Mission trip? I can't, do, I, I can't go on a missions trip. And all of a sudden, you listened. And that little maybe I could just do that, you took a step forward. And as a result of taking that step forward, your faith started to grow. Because you realize that, you know what, God is able to lead me forward. He is able to do what it is that he says he will do. And he didn't need somebody spectacular. He needed just regular people. Maybe we can understand why he chose his disciples. Just regular, everyday people. Nothing fancy, not the elite, not the upper class. But he chose them. And what did they do? They took a step of faith and followed. Were they without mistake? No, they weren't without mistake. They fell. As a matter of fact, we'll even take a look at that a little bit later this morning. But I just want to talk about this idea. Maybe God is calling you to do something. And maybe that something is outside of your comfort zone. And maybe God will come through and your faith will grow as a result of that. Maybe faith. Well, as we look at this, I want to look because Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see, right? That's the definition that the writer of Hebrews gives to us as this idea of faith, as we look at that. And what we are going to look at this morning is an individual called Abraham, all right? But uh, we're going to actually go all the way back to a passage where he starts out with Abram. But the writer of Hebrews is going to talk to us in his second name, Abraham, right? And he becomes a father. And the writer of Hebrews tells us this about Abraham in, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. He says these words, By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he didn't know where he was going. By faith, Abraham. Excuse me, Abram. So Abram, when he was called, all right, by faith, Abraham, when he was called, he goes out to a place that would later be, that he would later receive as an inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he didn't know where he was going. Any of you ever go someplace where you didn't know where you were going? You jump in the car with somebody and I don't know where we're going, we're just going. Not many of you do that? I'll give you, some of you do, yeah. I've done that numerous times, all right? I don't know, I'm usually the driver, I don't know where we're going, we'll end up there, all right? But... One of, the, one of the examples that I have of, of, of this idea right here is my, my wife and I, we will ask our kids, and this has, been, this has been for years, we'll say, would you like to go out to dinner tonight? Now, when you are asked if you would like to go out to dinner, what's the answer? It's not hard, is it? It's pretty simple. Do you want to go out to dinner? The answer is always yes, all right? I, I, matter of fact, I'm trying to think when it is no. I, I don't know. I'm sure there are occasions when it's no but I can't think of a whole lot of them. So with our kids, my wife and I will ask them, do you want to go out to dinner? And, and I can say this because they're not here right now, so I'm safe. Um, I think I'm safe. They won't kick me too hard. But their question always is, where? 
right? It's been since they were young. And maybe we, maybe we blew it. Somebody from the first service told me, tell them to prepare dinner. They'll get rid of the wear. Well, bad parenting. I get it. But um, anyway, maybe we'll, maybe we'll teach them some other way that they don't need to ask where. What's funny about the where is this. I can only count on my, uh, a handful of times when my wife have blown it with a restaurant. When we've gone to a place where you're just like, yeah, that, that just wasn't good. So my kids have a lifetime of faith in mom and dad making good choices about where we are going to eat. It's not like when we say, let's go eat, that you're like, I don't know, that last place was rat infested, flea, uh, we're never, right? It's not like that. They, they've, got good, they've got good history with us. Abraham was called to a place that he did not know where it was, and he went, he obeyed, even though he didn't know where he was going. Faith. He had faith. Genesis chapter 12. If you have your Bibles, I want to encourage you to turn to Genesis chapter 12. We are going to take a look there because this is where we find this passage of Scripture that we are going to look at this morning. And it talks about this man, Abraham, as he's called in, uh, in Hebrews, Abram, as he is here in chapter 12. Um, what we are coming down through here in chapter 11 of Genesis was just the Tower of Babel. The nations have been gathered together. Their languages have been confused. People have been split. They've been spread across the nation. And we are now given a line. We're given a line of descendants that are going to come from Shem, one of Noah's sons. And through that line of Shem, we get down to this person named Abram. And in chapter 12, this is what we're told about Abram. Then the Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. And there it is. I'm not telling you where. I just want you to know that I want you to go. And when he tells him to go, look at what, is, what happens to his faith. Go from your country. Go from what's comfortable. Go from what you know. Sometimes it's not so enjoyable to go from what we don't know. See, sometimes faith takes us out of our comfort zone. Sometimes faith can feel uncomfortable. Why? Because we don't know. We're leaving what is comfortable. And he says, leave your people. All right? You're going to leave what you know, everything that you've known all your life. You're going to leave that and leave your father's household. There's a little, a little bit of prestige, probably a little bit of protection still. All right? Abram is certainly older at this time, so it's not the protection of a father providing that but yet the protection of what is known around you in your family as Abram is being called out to leave. And you're going to go to a land that I will show you. And this is what the Lord says to him. He says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you, and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. That is us. Do you realize that? That is us. We are blessed through Abram. One of the things, um, old, our Old Testament scripture, our Jewish scriptures, as, as we read through the Old Testament, they are always referring to the blessing, right? A blessing, a blessing, a blessing. What was that blessing? And for us today, what is the blessing? The blessing that they had, they were looking forward to the coming Messiah, to Jesus Christ. The blessing that we all share, the blessing that we have, is a risen, resurrected Savior who died on the cross for our sins. We are blessed through Abram and his faith that he left his country. What we don't know, maybe he called somebody else. Did he call somebody else earlier? We don't know that? We, we don't know that, right? 
What if Abram had said no? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know, right? There'd be somebody else. Were there five somebody else's before that we don't know about? Maybe there was Joelaham, right? Something along those lines. I know it's bad, but it's early. You got to put up with it. Anyway, um, we, we don't know that. But right here we have that. I will bless those who bless you. Whoever curses you, I will curse. And let me tell you something. When you hear that, when you, I will make of you a great nation. Ooh, we all say, yeah, I'll take care of that. Would we? Would you leave everything that's comfortable that you know? Would you step out in faith to do what you're not certain of? You see, when Abram did this, maybe he had the wrong directions. Maybe he didn't know what it was. When Abram left his, fa- his family and his country, maybe he was a little confused. And I'm going to take a little bit of a look at this where maybe it sets into his mind. But what I want us to know that Abram went as the Lord had commanded, all right, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. When he set out from Haran. You know the reminder for that for us? Is sometimes we think God's only doing that with the 18-year-old, the 20-year-old, the 25-year-old, the 30-year-old. The age gets older and older as you get older and older. But you're pretty certain God's probably not doing it with whatever age you are, right? It's probably somebody younger than you. How about that? 75 years old. You know, Abram probably had a pretty good life where he was. As a matter of fact, we know financially he had a fairly good life. He was a wealthy individual. He probably had the comforts of home. He probably had the comforts of family. He probably had the comforts of being known. He probably had the comforts of being prestigious where he was. And yet God called him and said, yeah, no, let's let's go. We're going to go. And maybe Abram looked and said, God, I I don't know. I'm, I'm doing pretty well. My retirement's here. It's all taken care of. I I can't go anywhere else. I'm good. But he went. 75 years old. Walked out and started something new. Why? Because God's calling him. And maybe faith was leading him to do something different. You see, faith is moving and allowing God to direct your steps. Sometimes we just think, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. God has to make sure that he opens the door. I have to make sure that I have everything lined up in order. Everything's got to be perfect the way that I want it. And maybe God is calling you to take a step of faith. And then I'll take the next step and the next step. You see, it's a lot easier to say I will walk by faith than it is to actually do that at times. Sometimes we need to be cautious in how we live our lives because we need to be individuals who are ready to go forward in faith instead of holding on to what's behind us. Abram, all right, this great stalwart of the faith, this great hero of the faith, as we would say, all right, Abram wasn't always perfect in this, was he? Because I'm willing to bet that you and I have something similar to what what happened to Abram here. You see, we will take a step of faith, and in taking that step of faith, we say, God, this is the way we like it. But all of a sudden, we get out and we step out in faith, and all of a sudden, what happens? There's a famine in the land. And what do I mean by that? Right here in the story of Abram, just a few verses later, all the way down to verse 10, now there was a famine in the land. Hang on, God, you called me to this land? This is where you called me? You know, if I'm going to have a great nation, um, we're going to need 
food. And food doesn't grow when there's a famine in the land. There is no food. And all of a sudden, Abram called down into this land where God will lead him, where God will show him. It's not so great. And you and I, sometimes when we take a step of faith, we step out. And in the midst of stepping out, we look around and we're like, ugh, this isn't what I had bargained for. I thought everything was going to be great. I thought everything was going to be perfect, great from the start. So Abram, all right, he went down to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine was so severe. So he goes and he makes a little bit of change. And what happens? All right, what happens with Abram is what happens with us in our lives. And he was about to enter Egypt. He said to his wife, Sarai, I know that you are a beautiful, I know what a beautiful woman you are. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Then they will kill me, but let you live. This guy who had such great faith just a little bit earlier that I will leave my land, I will leave my home, and I will go and do what it is that God has called me to do. I will go and do this because I want to be a great nation. I want to be a blessing. Those that will, I trust what you have said, Lord. Just a little bit later, all of a sudden, that faith that was so strong before isn't so strong now. Why? Because there's a famine. There's trouble. Distress has come up. And all of a sudden, that faith that he had before, they're going to kill me. I won't be a great nation. I won't be a great name. No one's going to know the name Abram. No one's going to know the name Abraham. They're not going to hear of that. And his faith is broken. You see, when it comes to your faith, there is a battle that goes on in the world of our faith, right? There is a battle that has taken place. And what is it that looks to attack our faith? All right, our biggest obstacle, our biggest obstacle when it comes to faith is not doubt, all right? It's not that we doubt God. That can certainly arise in our minds, right? It can certainly be that you don't, ah, God, I'm not certain you can do it. But I don't think that's the biggest, fear, the biggest obstacle that we have. The biggest obstacle that we have is fear. And Abram shows that right there, right? All of a sudden, things aren't going the way that he thought they should be going. They're not going the way that I wanted them to go. And in the midst of this situation, fear takes control. Fear grips him. By the way, just so you know, this isn't the first time that Abram, or excuse me, this isn't the only time that Abram does this. A little bit later, he, he, lies, about, uh, he lies about Sarah being his sister as well. But somewhere in the midst of what Abram is doing, of what Abraham does, his faith starts to grow. Why? Because he's trusting God as he walks by faith. He blows it a few times. But a little bit later in his life, a little bit later in the story of Abraham, he's called to take his son and sacrifice. And when he leaves his people, when he leaves the group, he tells them all, look, my son and I, we are going to go up ahead and we are going to worship. And what are his words? We will come back. Suddenly, faith is in God. And even as they continue on, as he's out there with his son and they're heading towards the sacrifice, and his son says, dad, we have the wood, we have the fire. Where's the sacrifice? And his comment is, God will provide. This man who had blown it earlier in his life, suddenly his faith is expanded. Why does his faith expand? Did it expand just because, oh, I took one step? No, his faith expanded. Why? Because he continued to follow. 
and follow and follow. Did it mean there weren't ever any bumps along the way? Nope. How about you and I and our lives? When we step out in faith, how about the relationships that are broken? Is it possible God may heal them? It's possible he may. It's possible he may say, my grace is sufficient. Is it possible that the situation that you're in right now, that God is working in your life, that he may continue to work there and build your faith? He may. You see, we have a God who is capable, and many of us probably believe that we have a God that is capable, but we're caught by fear. Can I give you another illustration of somebody that's caught by fear? It was the disciples. The disciples got caught by fear as well. All right? The disciples had faith. They walked with Christ. They saw the things that he was doing. They saw how amazing he was. And yet in their own lives, they had fear. And right here in Mark, we're told this story. That day when evening came, one of the interesting things about that day when evening came here in Mark chapter 4 is if you look back, um, just the previous verses are talking about that, the mustard seed and how big it'll grow. Right? Pastor Josh speaking about that last week. And here it is on that day when evening came, just after telling them about the faith that would grow into this huge, just from a small mustard seed that would grow huge. He goes and he says, let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. And he continues on with this passage and he says this right here, a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat that it, so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was, Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? In the midst of the difficulty, right? In the midst of talking about faith and faith growing, they go out in the boat and all of a sudden there's this storm that comes up over. And remember, these are men of the sea, so it's not like they are fearful of every little storm. And yet this storm comes up and they are fearful. And what happens? Mark, uh, the next verse says this, he got up rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Peace, be still. Then the wind, the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Right there it is again, fear and faith. You see, fear had taken its spot, taken the spot where faith belonged, Faith belonged there, but yet fear took over. And that happens in your life and in my life. And you can look back at times where, you, oh, I needed to have faith in God, and yet fear gripped me, and it held me, and it didn't allow me to go forward, but allowed somebody else to go forward, and God used them in that place. They were terrified, and they asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Fear can grip us. It can hold us back. But how about each one of us having faith at 51%? You say 51%. Well, if we're going to start with baby faith, all right? If we're talking about crazy faith and we're moving into baby faith, and baby faith just being as small as a mustard seed, maybe our faith is growing in the process. And maybe, maybe faith, that's a lot of maybes this morning, isn't it? Maybe, maybe faith means that we just have 51%, but it's enough to get us moving. I was thinking about the story of Conklin, Bridgewater Conklin here. Seven, seven years ago, 
um, a group of people joined together under the leadership of Pastor Barry, right? And they said, maybe we could get a church moved up into this area. Maybe a building that used to be a, a, the, thank you, hardware store. It's been difficult. Thank you, I appreciate that. If, if it's been a, maybe it was a hardware store, could become a candy shop someday. For, no, but maybe this hardware store could be a place where people's lives are changed, where people come and hear about the good news of Jesus Christ, where maybe people that have given up on church would come back to church, where maybe people who have given up on God would come back to God, where maybe people would feel like, hey, maybe I can invite my neighbors to come to church with me so that maybe their lives might be changed. By faith in God, a group of people taking a step out and a step forward. And hopefully a number of you here this morning have had your lives changed, your lives encouraged, your faith grown, your faith blown up in your life as a result of the steps of individuals who said, you know what, we want to do what it is that God is calling us to do. Let's go do it. And let's see what God will do. And God will bless. And God will lead. Maybe faith will grow in your life. I brought the candy this morning. And uh, I brought these Hershey miniatures. And Hershey miniatures work well. Because Hershey miniatures are those small little candies that we need when we just need a little bit of a chocolate boost and we need to give it to a lot of people, right? Hershey miniatures. Anybody in here like Hershey miniatures? I just want to tell you, if we're comparing morning early to the later service, you guys are more honest. Four people raised their hands this morning. I, I, you like chocolate? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's why I told them. I'm like, they're not getting any. If you can't, yeah. The, uh, anyway, but how, how many of you like this? How many, how many of you like this? Anybody here like this? Yeah, you want that? There we go. Don't let it hit you in the head. Uh, who would rather have this? Yeah, see, now all of a sudden we have a... Jacob, you got this? Ah, bad throw! Did you pull it off? Good job. Good job. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, yeah, if, if given the option between this one and this one, which one are we going to always take? Can I tell you, that's honestly what the first service they struggled with. They didn't want to answer that honestly. I guess they were trying to be polite or something. And they're like, do you want this one or this one? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right? We want the big one. Why? Because this one's better. And as a matter of fact, some of us, we would like the big 10-pound one or whatever it is that they sell at Christmas time. Some of you are still eating that one, and you're like, oh, my stomach's still aching from it, right? When it comes to our faith, when it comes to our faith, Sometimes we want this, and we want to go right to this. We want, God, I want to be Abraham, right? I want to be like Abraham. God, I want to be the one that's out there healing like the disciples. But we don't want to have that little fit of faith, just to take that first step forward. And sometimes in life, it takes that first step forward. And when we do that, God is faithful, and he will work in your life. And maybe as a result of that step of faith, God will lead you. Maybe it won't be the location that you were hoping for. Maybe it won't be the end that you were hoping for. 
Maybe it won't be all that you anticipated it would be. But maybe, just maybe, your faith will grow as God works in you. Maybe faith. Are we individuals that are willing to take that step and follow God and, lead, and take his leading for us and say, Lord, I will step out and do what it is that you have desired me to do? Pray with me if you would, please. God, as we close our time together this morning, I would ask, Lord, that you would bless and encourage each one of us here. Lord, we are in this faith journey. We're in this faith walk. And God, it's great to trust you for faith to save us from our sins and to save us from eternal damnation. But Lord, we want you to work in our lives to build up the faith even just to take the individuals that started this church here and blew it up and blew the faith, Lord, of the individuals here. May we continue, Lord, to say we want you to grow our faith and to use us for your honor and for your glory. God, you are a great God. And oftentimes it's not that we doubt you, but Lord, we look at ourselves and we get afraid. And, and yet, God, you are there with us. You work with us. And Lord, we say thank you for that. Lord, I pray for each one that is here this morning. I pray that if there is somebody here that has not taken that first step of faith to trust you, Lord, that you would work in their lives and that they would put their hope, their faith, their trust in a risen Lord and Savior today. God, for those of us that are followers of you, may we be willing to step out. Maybe God is leading me to where it is that he would have me to go. And I will follow him until he shows me that I'm, not, I'm going down the wrong path. Lord, we say thank you. And Lord, I pray that you would bless and encourage each one here. And Lord, I ask that you would do immeasurably more than we may even ask or imagine through the power of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is in his name that we pray. Amen.